Josh. And I'm Kira, and we're living, living at, at home. home. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> Our Joshy boy has graduated. That's true. Yes, I have. Josh, how does it feel to be actually living at home for forever now? I'm uh, right now what you'd say unemployed or um, specifically fun employed. Yes, you are fun employed. Or more specifically, depression employed. Nice. Nice. <laughs> How's the job search going? I've been applying to jobs. I've written a cover letter. Uh, it's weird. I was told that like all the reading I've done for cover letters says that... That, uh, they've got to be specific to the job. Mm-hmm. But then a professor that's going to be looking over my cover letter with me has said that you can have one cover letter, mostly the same for everything. Oh, I've, I, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but then I realized like this is his job. Like he is the guy at NYU that teaches you how to get a job. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think he knows more than me. Okay, could be. So tell me what life has been like what's the transition been like getting living at home now yes i am now actually living at home Mm -hmm. um it's been good it's been like uh it still feels like a winter break really Mm -hmm. like i haven't reached the point where i've already would have head back to school yeah actually i think now i might have because we've got really short winter breaks now Mm -hmm. well i don't i'm out of school (laughs) um it's been uh it's been just like hanging out with the peeps boys walk me through a day in your life these days i wake up what time at uh 7 30 a.m wow okay and then i go back to sleep mm-hmm. until 11 30 a.m there we go okay and then i i check my email <laughs> yeah i've now got i'm on four different recruiting websites mm-hmm like uh, one is, well, there's Indeed, LinkedIn, and ZipRecruiter. And there's this un- one random one that only one job posted their listing there. So that's why I have it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm just uh, cleaning up my LinkedIn. I think we're going to have a uh, LinkedIn party one night where I just show you guys my LinkedIn. Hell yeah. I have this podcast on my LinkedIn. and um. Oh, I do not. Well, I have a different life than you. Um, And someone messaged me recently and was like, hey, I see you're a fellow podcaster, would love to connect. And it was obviously a man in his 50s um, because LinkedIn is a great way to meet young women who are vulnerable and uh, obviously need mentorship and can be taken advantage of sexually. So You got all this from, hey, you want to connect on LinkedIn about a podcast? Yes. Men, older men are trolling for women on LinkedIn. It's a fact. They're using everything they can to find younger women. That's disgusting. And I'm sorry you have to experience that. (laughs) Thank you. Let me apologize on behalf of all men. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I think we fixed that societal problem right now. Great. Done. Okay, so you're you're I'm wiping my hands clean because that issue is done. So you're we're getting ready for your LinkedIn party. Yeah. And then what do you do after you look at your LinkedIn during the day? I sometimes have breakfast. Yeah. And other times I don't. Uh huh. Then I've been editing photos. Nice. Because I'm trying to keep myself busy. Mm -hmm. I sometimes help my mom and dad with stuff more often than not. You're a sweet boy. Good boy. I try. I try. Thank you. Um, And then five o'clock rolls around. Uh (laughs) 
and I see if anyone's available. Mm-hmm. And usually they say they are. And then by nine o'clock, usually I see people. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, um, you've been, you've been Peter Panning for, you know, I mean, I know you're looking for a job, but you've been having some Peter Pan time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Being a boy. It's not really by choice. I know. I know it's not. I know. Yep. What do you do every day now? What, <laughs> what, what the heck is up with you? Well, I have a job. Oh. So... This is awkward. <laughs> I work on a congressional campaign. So I go to work. Well, I, w- I wake up and then I go to work and then I come home and then I go to bed. That's what I do right now, which is good. Yeah. It's, good. it's nice to be employed, um, saving up, put, you know, putting some money in my IRA, getting ready for retirement because I worry about it. I think about it constantly. Um, I know. You remind me. I know. I'm, I have so much anxiety about saving enough for retirement that it's translated into having anxiety on behalf of my friends not saving enough for retirement, which is why I bring it up constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm worried about you and your financial security down the road. I'm investing everything in Bitcoin. I hear it's a very stable investment. <laughs> That's good. That sounds good. You know how it's uh, built on a concrete thing. Mm-hmm. Even though no money these days is built on... Like, we we don't go by the gold standard anymore. Like, money is like whatever we determine its value to be. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Um, One exciting thing happening right now is that it's the beginning of 2020, Oh, yeah, I can see clearly now. <laughs> yeah. Um, new year, new us. Heck yeah. Are you, do you have any goals? Is there anything you're trying to do in this new year? Get a job. Get a job. That's a good one. Yeah. Pay off my credit card bills. Nice, nice. Get rid of my credit cards. Yeah, cut them up. In cut that up. order. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you usually set New Year's resolutions or? I'd like to get in shape this year, especially so that I can look good for my brother's wedding. Oh, my brother's engaged now. Josh's big brother (laughs) is engaged, everyone. Congrats to them because they totally listen to this podcast. Yes. Congratulations. Josh and I last weekend attended their engagement party. It was lovely. We had a great time. We had a good time. I need to really work on introducing you to people I know better. So, yes, I, Josh and Josh and I have already discussed this offline. So I feel like, you know, we had a very constructive conversation about it. But um, the evening was, I was, I was Josh's date and I was there. So he would have someone to hang out with because Mm -hmm. your brother is significantly older than you are with friends of the same age and they have just they're lovely people but have like different things going on in their lives so maybe you don't have a ton in common with them so i think i was there you know give you give you someone to chat with emotional support i was your literally your emotional support animal um and definitely felt um seen as such throughout the evening considering the fact that um pretty much everyone with whom you had a conversation ignored me while i was standing directly next to you um and making eye contact with them um but i i didn't feel offended i thought it was pretty funny actually but next time next time you just yeah you were you were too nice i had to bring up the point that i did not introduce you well i didn't want (laughs) to i didn't want to make you feel bad because i i 
I think I assumed that it was because you weren't quite sure how to go about it. To be honest, I was a little disheveled. I didn't like having to have the camera there. Yeah, you were t- you were photographing. When I got there, the people at the bar thought I was just the help. Oh. So they didn't ask me if I wanted a drink. Well, they should have asked you anyway, even if they thought you were... All right, well. <laughs> you never ask the help, Kira. They oh stick God. around otherwise. Oh, my God, Josh. Oh, I've had clients that I'm friends with them outside of working, but then when I work for them, they were like, can you not use the bathroom? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to use your ba- your personal bathroom yeah. like I normally would. Yeah. When I was dog walking, I, I was so afraid for a while to use people's bathrooms, but I'd be like out of the house for like hours and hours and hours. And then I was finally like, I went to one house and they had a lot of like, um, basically... I made an inference based on the, like, magnets and stickers they had in their house that they were very liberal. So I was like, I guess I'll be fine if I use their bathroom. And then that was my bathroom house. You don't use a Republican bathroom? I just feel like maybe, I don't, I mean, is that a bad assumption to make that someone who's more conservative will have more of a feeling about an employee using their bathroom? Not to say that people who are liberal are totally perfect and, like, you know, class conscious and accepting, but... Anyway, so, (laughs) I say, if you're a dog walker, pee in people's houses. Or do as the dogs do. Yeah, pee in their backyard. Pee on their shoes. Pee on their shoes. Pee on their shoes. Anyway, so, next time we're at an event and you're talking to someone that I don't know, you just say, oh... I'm going to start by introducing you. You say, this is my friend Kira. And, and I'm going to say, shut up with whatever you're saying. <laughs> this is Kira. <laughs> you That's may good. continue. I will allow this. You're welcome. <laughs> so you want to get in shape for your big brother's wedding. Yeah. Um, you like the gym. I do like the gym. I've just had very little Not motivation to, yeah. lately to do anything. Yeah. Depression th- unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The weather was... Depression reminded me that because the weather was so nice today. It's like, wow, the climate crisis is amazing for seasonal depression. You know? Yeah, yeah. We went for a really lovely walk. In this, like, 70-degree weather, you know. early January, and it was (laughs) 70 degrees out. Christ. And we live in, you know, New Jersey, so. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, but, you know, did make me feel good, so there's a silver lining. Yeah, I I felt pretty good today. We Mm -hmm. went on some walks. Yeah, so anything, any other goals for this new year other than... Those those were all quite admirable that you named. Well, we'll see if I follow through with them. Yeah, at least tough. one of those I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do more inventing this year now that I don't have to do oh. everything for school. Yeah, making stuff for you. Well, hopefully making stuff oh, for my an, future. An yeah. So we'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe this will be the year I get my first patent. Yay! Write it down. Manifest it. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing that for you. Another goal. I want this podcast to grow to over 200 monthly listeners this year. I think we can do it. Now that we're both at home, I have a lot of... I feel like I have not been dedicating time to creative outlets, and I feel I feel really good about this podcast when we put it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think that there's something here, and I think it's relatable, and I think uh, I think people that have actually given it a chance enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, ask me about my 2020 goals. <laughs> what are your 2020 goals? Okay, so I don't necessarily think about new year's resolutions i think that this new year happened to coincide with a bit of a wake-up call um because i realized i have not been doing anything to manage my anxiety or take care of myself um good good and to be you know i feel like i because i don't 
I don't, I guess I don't think of myself as someone who like struggles with anxiety, even though like I am. Uh huh. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, there are people who are more anxious than I am. So I can't really think of myself in those terms. But I sort of, I had a stressful period of work and there was, and I just wasn't taking care of myself. And then there was a day where I was like, all right, getting ready to go to work. And then I was just sobbing and then had like an okay work day and then like came home and was just like sobbing. And I also hadn't gone to therapy for a year, which was good when I was going to therapy. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to be here. I'm, I'm being candid about mental health. Very important. You got, it's like, you gotta take care of yourself and, you know, you deserve, we all deserve to feel better and have, you know, have some coping skills. I guess, yeah, that seems kind of fair. Yeah. So that kind of, that moment combined with the start of the new year has made me think like, oh, I want to overall just do more to be more intentional about doing things that like set me up for, I don't know, success isn't really the word, but like set me on the right path, you know? Happy success. Or just like do more things that I know are good for me overall. So trying to have more like routines and make more art that I want to make and also get my tush to therapy, which you Mm -hmm. you got a whole... God, Josh, <laughs> you dirty, nasty boy. And this is what you come to expect in 2020. Hey, you dirty, nasty, you disgust. Um, yeah, I need, you know, hold hold me accountable to texting my therapist and making an appointment because I haven't done that yet. But I will. Thank you. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to, you know, meditate, exercise. Um, but I think one thing I've been thinking about in terms of New Year's resolutions, unless you have more you want to add about the new year. I think I'm good for now. Okay. I think one thing that I've noticed is lots of people want to start a new hobby in the new year. And I think that's pretty relevant to living at home, having outlets, having things that you do. I think hobbies are important. So I think that's our living at home topic for this week. And you are with someone that is an expert in hobbies. You have a lot of hobbies. Josh, do you want to talk about your experience with hobbies for a little? Sure, I'd love to. So as a kid, when I was born <laughs> back in... Um, as a kid, I wasn't super into video games like a lot of other people my age. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into sports. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into a lot of things. Yeah. But my my dad brought me to this place in New Jersey called Zeppelin Hobbies. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic hobby shop. Hobby shop. Wow. Which uh, I believe they're dying. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, it's sad to me that they're dying because mm-hmm. that means to me that we're losing practical skills and just doing everything on the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, there, there's something to be said with video games being a hobby, but I think you need to diversify your portfolio for success, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it be investments or a hobby. Yeah. So I, uh, my, one of my, I think, first hobbies was I did slot car racing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a trend in a lot of my hobbies, like technical, like, like fiddling around with electronics and stuff. Yeah, you do very hands-on things, which I think is kind of rare for people our age. Which I find heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but true. Um, I at this point in my life, I'm what you'd call a maker. Uh huh. 
I I look at things that are available today, say either they're too expensive, not worth it, or not good enough, and I see if I can make them myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that that is actually a trend these days, like mm-hmm. whether you look on Pinterest, whether it be a wood project, a knitting project, cooking, making something new in the kitchen, like whether it be doing coding, making an app, video games, like doing something original, being a creator on YouTube, like there's a maker culture going on right now. Mm. It's a revolution, I think. And Uh, it's fantastic. And that to you, that feels like a hobby that doesn't feel like work to you? No, absolutely. It feels like a hobby. There's a you can meet people through Mm -hmm. it. Like there's things called maker spaces where say you want to do this project that you saw online and you don't have a 3D printer or a CNC router or all the tools required. You can go to these places that are like, it's almost like a gym where you just mm-hmm. get a membership and then you can show up and just use their tools. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to go and meet people. You'd think that, oh, you're going to meet a bunch of older people. Yes, you'll do that. But there's a lot of people in our generation. Well, I guess technically my generation and your generation. <laughs> less so yours because Gen Z sucks. Um, I'm um, cusp. I'm cusp. Sure. We'll talk about that on our next episode. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but th- there's whole communities now. Like, you just can go to a makerspace and have friends there. They'll help you work on a project. Like, projects are a great way to bond. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say what we're doing right now, this is almost like a maker thing. We do a lot of stuff DIY. Mm-hmm. So DIY is very much in the maker culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that touches on like, oh, like a reason why you would have a hobby. It's a good way to meet people, for one. It's also good to like create meaning in your life outside of what you do for work. Because you could, I think you can find, some of us are fortunate enough to like find our work meaningful, but not everyone has that luxury. So it's a a good way to feel like you're doing something positive that's important to you. Oh my goodness. So many. So unprofessional. So many sounds yeah but i think it's really important presumably people who are moving back home are also maybe having jobs for the first time or having full-time jobs for the first time and i get a job (laughs) and i think it's really important to have things that you do outside of work that are you know enjoyable and meaningful to you yeah and i think it's that's where it's going to be a little weird for me Mm-hmm. So when I was at school and had to like make stuff for classes, I did not want to work on technical projects outside of work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I also talked about diversifying your hobby portfolio, because mm-hmm. maybe you are going after a job that's very similar to your hobbies, which is great. If you have a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Amen. Amen to that. Um. So when I'm doing a lot of technical stuff, my backup hobby of late has been photography. Mm-hmm. I've always collected cameras. We've got cameras in our podcast room. But sure do. of recent, I've in the past two years, I got a digital camera mm-hmm. and I've just been trying to uh, learn different ways and techniques and technologies involved in photography. So that's very different than what I do as an engineer. So it's like relaxing. I can zone out. I think 
think very important things with hobbies are they shouldn't be stressful. There you go. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. What's what are your hobbies of late? Um, I mean, I've always I read. Um, I feel like for me, and I think a lot of people, a huge barrier to having hobbies is my phone because that's my hobby. <laughs> mm. As much as I don't want that to be my life, like I am so obviously, you know, addicted to it as many of us are, uh, to smartphones. And I think I, I, although I'm trying to move away from that, like I do, I'm, you know, trying to be gentle with myself and realizing that it's obviously like, it's an escapist thing because like, if I'm struggling, I'm going to be on my phone more because it, you know, zones you out Mm -hmm. and it's like immediately relaxing. And it's like, you get that, you know, you've also got an iPhone, not a sponsor. Do you ever look at your screen time? I used to track my screen time, uh, but I don't anymore. Um, I try to limit myself to under two hours a day. Yeah, I'm definitely, well, now that I, you know, with my job, it's not like I can sit and be on my phone all day, but I feel like it's really hard for me to limit my screen time. And like, that's, you know, my, you know, that's how I unwind. It's my relaxation, even though really it just hypes me up and makes me more whatever, makes it so I can't sleep and blah, blah, blah. I think my phone takes up so much of my life. So trying to do less screen time, but I mean, would that be maybe a uh, resolution or it is and it isn't because I feel like I don't know if this is an excuse or the reality. I feel like um, because of the nature of some of the things like having to do with my job, like I do need to be somewhat close to my phone. Um, So I don't know how I can actually like set like phone boundaries, if that makes sense. Hmm. I guess that's just something to explore. Yeah. But I, you know, I read, I'm trying to do more. I feel like they're, they're active, like the hobby, hobbies can be like social, active, creative, and then just kind of like quiet. But I think I'm trying to do more creative things and more active things because that feels really good. Yeah. And I think it's important to, if doing something creative, like feels good, like doing creative things just for you. Like I enjoy, like I enjoy painting or drawing, but I think there's sort of this, you know, there is like an emphasis on like, I don't want to make something shitty, but that's not really, it's just like, if you're just doing it for you, it's cool. doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just yeah. the process and like doing something Hence that, this podcast. Hence this, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. This podcast is my life. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, hobbies, it's a great way to meet people. You can, like, I don't know, join a rec sports team. I have a friend who joined a rec sports team. She moved to a new city. Uh-huh. It's a co-ed soccer team. You can go. Everyone loves, you know, going to a rock, rock climbing gym so you can meet people, I guess. I feel like everyone does that. Yeah, yeah. Local sports teams, you know, trivia, <laughs> reading. Yeah. Hanging out at the library. Join a book club. Ooh. Yeah. I want to start a a town photo club. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like a photography club. Yeah. Maybe we meet in the library once a week. Yeah, you should. Good way to meet people. Yeah. Yeah, but hobbies are important because you should enjoy your life. <laughs> and <laughs> Debatable. <you should. laughs> I think... I think they're an important part of feeling good and having balance in your life. And I think that's especially important when you are living at home and maybe you're in a situation where you don't have all that much of your own space. I think it's good to have different ways of like finding your own space through the things that you do in your life. Are there any hobbies that you'd like to take up? I think there are hobbies. I can't think of anything new that I want to try. Maybe that's a problem. I think one of my other things this year is I want to try new things. 
I'm always trying new things that are very closely related to each other. <laughs> like, oh, I used to do remote control car racing. Now I do robotics. Now I do electrical soldering mm-hmm. and uh, programming. Like, it's a progression, but it's nothing really new. Yeah. I don't really have that much of a desire to new like try new hobbies this year i think i'm more inclined to want to be more consistent with things i already know like feel good okay yeah i'm trying to uh maybe even start a vlog this year you oh you're gonna vlog i'm trying to expand our media empire <laughs> Yeah. Like, whether it be just, like, a weekly, like, five-minute thing on Instagram or a bi-daily thing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there's a... If I can find... Because the thing I've always seen with, like, vlogs is the people that do it are doing them. Some of them don't like this. Some of them do like this. That just by doing a vlog, they try to do more interesting things Mm -hmm. because that gets views. So I want to like kind of force myself to like try new things like uh, and I think a vlog might be a cool way to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'll do a channel on how to make things. Mm. We'll see. All right. So you're going to vlog this year and I'm going to do more yoga, I guess. Yeah, I guess. That sounds good. Well, Josh, do you have any concluding thoughts? Um, I say if you don't have a hobby, you should maybe go out and find one. If you have friends, hopefully you do. See what their hobbies are, maybe. Because there's no better person to get you into a hobby than a friend. Yeah, like if your friend like goes to like a dance class or something. Yeah. Be like, hey, can I go with you? See what your friends do. And if they, if your friends don't do any, have any hobbies, like don't do like these kinds of things in their Then drop time, them. They're then, not your friends. <laughs> then maybe you could try something together. Like if you're nervous to try something new, maybe you could do it together and motivate each other yeah maybe uh try to see if your hobby can be something that makes you a better person makes you feel more fulfilled like maybe your hobby could be going to the gym or jogging who knows maybe jogging all right well all i have to say is put down your phone and read a goddamn book okay okay i I do want to read more books this year so uh with that shocking conclusion I've been Josh. I've been Kira, and we're still living, living at, at home. home. Bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening. If you have an idea for a future episode or a question about a past one, you can email it to us at livingathomepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at living underscore at underscore home underscore podcast or on Facebook at Living at Home with Josh and Kira. Thank you for listening. Bye.